We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. to the Tango Alpha Lima Spooky Edition. Well, we got Halloween coming up in less than a week, and we're going to be scary good today. And so I hope that you uh, don't have candy corn. And if you do, you can send it all to Holly. Super producer loves her candy corn, which, quite frankly, I don't even want to admit that we're friends anymore because of this. Uh, Until after Halloween. You're dead to me till Halloween. But dead to me, she could haunt me. Never mind. You're a candy corn to me. Ashley, what do you think of candy corn? Gross. Disgusting. I will cut people out of my life for their love of candy corn. As I look at Holly in the screen. And then the weird thing is people cut you out. People who do like it, they want to offer it to people like it's a normal thing. It's not normal. Hand me a Reese's cup, okay? Or a Hershey's bar. Like full-size Hershey bar. That's what I want. Don't give me apples and candy corn. Gross. Gross. Well, that was an apple, was it? What, what is Holly eating her candy corn with? Oh, peanuts. And she peanuts. thinks it makes it taste like a payday bar. You can't ladies give those out for kids today. Oh, gosh, ladies and gentlemen, thing. I have a plan for you. If you want a payday bar, they still sell those. There's no need for you to embarrass yourself by buying candy corn. All right, Holly, mm. or not Holly, Ashley. Hi. What is your, I know, I know you. Uh-huh. I know you have a costume of some sort yeah. that is going to come out at the end of the week, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. tell us about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love Halloween. I love having Halloween parties. I love going to Pumpkin Patch. It's about as basic white girl as I can get. I'm going to be real. Like, I really enjoy fall. It's fall, y'all. Okay, it's weather weather. And let's be real. Halloween I like to go out with my costume. So this year I am embracing the goddess that I am. And I'm going to be Athena, the goddess of wisdom and war and strategy, because it feels very encompassing for me celebrating my year of being amazing. So on top of that, I'm doing a secondary cosplay of Persephone out of Lore Olympus because I'm a giant nerd and I follow this illustrative comic, which I highly recommend if anyone's interested in that. But I will be full-blown goddess and then I will be Persephone goddess. So doing two versions of it. Very excited. But that's my costume for this year. What about you, Jeff? You literally have a costume change. Unbelievable. Of course. I, uh, <laughs> Why wouldn't in, I? In the in the melodrama that is <sighs> Gorbulja life. Oh, that bougie life. Gorbougie? The Gorbougie life. Can we call you Gorbougie? <laughs> Can we? I'm, that is it. That's Gorbougie. her nickname. She's Gorbougie, ladies Put and gentlemen. Put it on a shirt, ladies and gents. <laughs> I want a hashtag. Gorbougie. Gorbougie. You can put a hashtag on a shirt. You can order Amazon.com. Good. They, oh. they don't sponsor us, but maybe they should. Okay. Hmm. We're going to get into this. I don't know if you know, this friend of mine working on, working on content about ghosts being all around the American Legion. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to even say the name because one day it will spring upon you mm-hmm. and surprise and shock you. But one of the stories that Holly found me, I actually asked, do you have any stories about, you know, hauntings and posts? She sends me a very Jeff Stouffer like list. I had to scroll. I had to <laughs> scroll. Um, and this is one that this is one I picked out. This is a Brockton Paranormal, 1600 places you can visit this Halloween. I picked this one because I served with uh, I served with somebody from Brockton. Still don't know where it is. We didn't go there when we were in Boston, but I think it's in the area. And here we go. I'm going to try this. Maybe uh, Jarek will put some kind of spooky music to it. Brockton. With its dark and haunting history, Salem has been the hub for Halloween lovers in New England for years but it might surprise the ghost hunters and horror fans of Metro South to find out that there are plenty of haunted and otherwise strange locations in the Brockton area. Number two, we're not going to read them all, obviously. Number two is the Whitman American Legion. 
Members of the Whitman American Legion post number 22, another building being investigated by MAPS, which was explained earlier in the uh, article, are said to have experienced some strange happenings in their building. According to the MAPS report, heavy footsteps have been overheard in the attic. The hand dryer in the women's bathroom turns on by itself. The men's bathroom door opens and closes by itself. And the door to the bar was caught on security camera opening and closing on its own. During MAPS investigation, the team got high EMF readings and a small scare. Lori Parker asked if an energy was present, could it please move an object or make a noise? Precisely at that time, the detectors spike and her camera tipped over on the counter of the bar with a loud bang, as MAPS reported in their report. So, yeah, uh, we can cut the music now. The scary part's over. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have young children that were covering their ears, they, it's now safe to unearmuff them. The show's mm -hmm. going back to normal. So do you have any, does that scare you? Mm. I don't scare easily anymore. Nothing really surprises me. But in regards to safety, a little fun thing that people probably don't know is that the American Legion has a Halloween safety program. So for anyone who thought Jeff's stories were too scary, um, know that in 1972, the American Legion ended up implementing a, nation, or a nationwide Halloween safety program for young trick-or-treaters. Um, it was like, I guess the first and one of, uh, one of a kind, obviously it's just, you know, Legion doing things right. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, since then it's a commission and now committee on the children and youth and what? yeah, With it's their own it's, committee. I know we got wow. committees for everything. I love that. I want to be on the Halloween committee. That's heck. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> I want us to show up in costume, like full embodiment know. of the halloween safety protocol i need to find out who's chair so that that never happens <laughs> well if anyone's interested in it they, we do have a brochure uh that you can download it's a pdf and it's available on our website but it's uh i think it's entitled make halloween a safe and fun night so it's just about yeah. keeping kids out of harm's way for halloween um and uh you know you can of course just yeah, that's that's my random fun fact. I think you need that's... I think you need that brochure before you go to your Halloween parties. What? No. So you don't eat apples with razor blades or whatever else they come up with. Yeah. We'll consider the following. Bill Nye style. Okay. Well, you don't have a post ghost story, but I actually I have I don't believe in ghosts, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I stayed in uh Hotel Del Coronado, the haunted section, and I pleaded if there's anybody there please come out. We'll have a chat. I'd buy you a drink. You can't do it. But uh, the thing, but at my post, there's a, there's a young lady. She's still in the army, by the way, Simone Silva, Lara. Um, and we were painting the cabaret room and she's talking to me. We're, she's facing me and um, my back is to the long hallway. She looks around me and goes, can I help you? And I turn around and I come back and I go, who the hell are you talking to? There ain't anybody there. And she goes, no, there was somebody just right there. And I did what no black person should ever do. I'll go investigate. I've seen the horror movies. You don't do that. Like you die in within five minutes of the, oh my of the story. So I go down there. I go in the women's bathroom and the men's bathroom. The women's bathroom, by the way, is really nice. That's the first time I saw it. Uh, and I go down, I check it out. There's nothing there. And I go back to her and go, there's nobody here. She had goosebumps all over, like, she believes she saw it. I'm not going to say she was lying about it, making it up, trying to scare me, whatever. She believes that she saw it. And that's it. That's it. We don't need scary music for that because uh, I'm making fun of that. But Simone, Lara, we, you got a shout out on Tango Alpha Lima. Uh, tell, your, tell your parents and your future grandchildren about this moment. They may or may not believe you. So record this. All right. Any other, <laughs> any specific Halloween secrets for getting better candy or anything before we leave this? Oh, uh, you have a ghoulish drink that you like to make. You know, I've always been a fan of like spiked apple cider. I always thought that it's very subtle. Like if you do a nice spiced rum with it, 
And then if you have like a really good, like pumpkin, like a bread or an apple kind of fritter or something, you know, a fall You drop a plastic spider on top of it or something, right? Yeah, make What? Googly. No, I mean, I've, I have this beautiful old like glass punch bowl and I'll usually sometimes do dry ice. So it looks very ghoulish. And there you, there you there go. It that's is. what I'm looking for. There we go. That's my, <laughs> that's my drink of choice for the festival. Right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's get into this. You, you want to know why you want to know it's scary? Ooh, but being in the batter's box with our guest. Oh, yes. At you because. He's got a, he's, he's, he's scary for some batters. All right, today we're going to be joined by former MLB pitcher Steve Woodard. Woodard is an American Legion baseball alum who played for post 52 in Hartsville, Hartsel, Alabama. Today, Woodard is a TV analyst for ESPN, including the American Legion World Series on ESPN 3 and ESPN 2. We're going to be right back in the batter's box with Steve Woodard after the break. If you were stationed at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you and your family may be victims of toxic water poisoning. Cancers, birth defects, deadly illnesses have all been linked to the contaminated water. With passage of the PACT Act, the government is ready to be held accountable. You could be awarded financial compensation for your suffering, but you must act now. Get your free case review. Call True Law at 833-686-4242, 833-686-4242, or visit justicecamplejeune.com slash TAL before seeking any legal representation regarding the Camp Lejeune Justice Act. Make sure you speak with a department service officer of the American Legion to better understand your rights. Raising money for your American Legion programs has never been so easy. Terry Lynn Fundraising offers customized fundraising programs, dedicated support, discounts and incentives, and premium products for your members to sell. We're talking delicious nuts, confections, and snack mixes that will keep your supporters coming back for more. You can see how simple and effective Terry Lynn can be to use for your next fundraiser when you request a free tasting sample at terrylynn.com al. Check it out and get ready to have the most successful fundraiser yet. Visit terrylynn.com slash AL. Alphas, alphas, alphas. We now here have an, a, a non-Tango Alpha Lima alpha. This is the alpha dog starting pitcher, former starting pitcher in Major League Baseball, Steve Woodard. I see a cool background to you. I, I don't think you're in exercise in the yard in a prison. So it's, it's probably somewhere else, right? Yes, it is. I tell you what, it's hard to get away from baseball. So uh, we're here at my facility uh, in Coleman, Alabama. So uh, baseball, it's hard to get it out of your life. Do it every day. I think every day since I was three. Well, I mean, it's it's like apple pie and it's American. So uh, baseball it up. There are worse things that you can have in your blood. All right. Uh, as, as we are customary here, uh, Ashley gets asked the first question. Ashley Marie Gorbulja, you're Hi. up to bat. Hello. See what I did there? Hello. Yes, <laughs> I did. I did. We'll see how many strikes he gets today, Steve. Hello. We'll see. We're start. I'm gonna start counting. I have two. Never mind. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I want to lead with uh, discussing your major league baseball career and some highlights, some memorable moments. Right? You've You've been with the Milwaukee Brewers, Cleveland Indians, Texas Ranger, Boston Red Sox, Oakland, like all of the above. I would love to know some of your highlights, ESPN stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Here we go. It's uh, it was it's pretty much. I mean, I lived every you know childhood dream. Anything a kid, you know, anybody that plays baseball want to grow up and be a major league baseball player. And I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. And uh, you know, starting my professional career, I got drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers. Graduated high school in 1994. Uh, from Hartsel, Alabama, I got drafted. Actually, I was going to the University of Tennessee to, to rewind a little bit. I signed to go to the University of Tennessee in November of my senior year and then got uh, drafted uh, in the draft by the Milwaukee Brewers, who I was not actually expecting to draft me. I was expecting somebody else to draft me, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, just they just kind of came out of the came, came out of the woodworks, I guess, and got drafted fifth round. Uh, 
went straight into the minor leagues. And fortunate enough, I was only in the minor leagues for about two and a half years, really. And uh, was uh, made it up to the big leagues uh, at 22 years old, just turned 22 years old. And uh, he called up to the big leagues and, uh, and, you know, kind of going back a little bit growing up, some people that I idolized or, you know, heroes, uh, Roger Clemens uh, or Hershiser were two of my favorite players growing up. Um, you know, when I was a young kid, junior high, high school, and um, it, I was fortunate enough, I tell you, my first game in the big leagues, I pitched against Roger Clemens. So I uh, found out I got called up going to pitch. I pitched against Toronto, and um, I actually pitched the first game of a day-night doubleheader, and uh, Roger Clemens was pitching for the Blue Jays. So, uh, you know, I can I can never forget my mom's, you know, like, you know, look, how hey, you're going up against Clemens. Um <laughs> You know, we know you're going to lose, but you're going up against Clemens. And, uh, you know, by the end of the day, uh, you know, it's one of those historic moments and uh, held a major league record for a long time. I went to eight innings, one hit, struck out 12, um, and ended up beating Roger Clemens one to nothing my very first start in the big leagues. And uh, so I guess it's pretty much all downhill from there. So, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I was fortunate enough, you know, I got a chance to pitch against him. And then, you know, I was in Milwaukee for several years and I got traded, uh, in 2000, I think it was, on the trading deadline, I got traded to Cleveland. So I was in Cleveland for two years with some very, very good teams and uh, some very, very good players and went to the playoffs uh, both years. And uh, Guys are actually in the Hall of Fame now, you know, Jim Tomey and guys like that, Roberto Alomar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of those other guys probably will end up being in the Hall of Fame one day. But, uh, but you know, fortunate enough to be on some very, very good teams there and then left with uh, John Hart, which was the GM there in – Cleveland left and went to Texas. So I followed John to Texas and went to Texas in 02 and then Boston in 03, uh, which was the year got big go in the World Series by the Yankees. And, you know, then you remember the Yankees ended up uh, winning, or actually Boston ended up winning it the next year. Uh, in 04 was the first year they won the World Series in a very, very long time. So it broke the curse that year. Very, yeah, broke the, yeah, broke the curse. You know, and it's funny, I was watching a thing on David Ortiz last night, uh, you know, about. His, I think it was on Fox Legends of the Fall or something. It was a very, very good uh, show talking about his career and, um, you know, him being uh, the guy that reversed that curse and everything. So I uh, was very fortunate enough to have him as a teammate. And, uh, you know, a lot of great times, I tell you. Baseball's carried me a lot of different places. Well, I have, a, I've, I have kind of a controversial question. Yes, sir. Holly's squirming a little bit because she doesn't know where <laughs> I'm going to She doesn't know where I'm going to go. As am I. Um, you can choose to answer this or not. You may lose some fans or, or we may lose some listeners, but uh, which which baseball park has the best hot dog? Best hot dog, Dodger Stadium, no doubt. Whoa. Mm. Yeah, Dodger that Stadium. Was quick out the gate with that one. Okay. That was qu- like, you were like, boom. Yeah, Dodger Stadium by, by far. And I'm not a huge hot dog person, but I would add <laughs> Dodger Stadium. Yeah. But I, I went there, uh, grew up a Dodger fan, actually. And that's part of, uh, went there, uh, when I was younger and then when, when I was in high school I had a chance to go uh, there my senior year and uh, and then going back and playing there they always had hot dogs and stuff we get them in the clubhouse and everything so very very good place nice all right that was my transition question I got that out of the way so you so your your career you had you had your career but the best part of your whole baseball career was uh, playing little little league with Legion baseball right yeah, playing, I mean, uh, growing up, just playing, uh, you know, just playing baseball, you know, having your dad coach and oh. uh, being around my dad. My dad coached me all the way up. It didn't matter if it was basketball, baseball, whatever, but uh, my dad coached me and, uh, you know, all the way up. And so I started playing American Legion baseball where I was from. Uh, I was able to play it for two years when I was in high school. And uh, that's how I kind of got uh, got to know all these guys, you know, Steve Cloud and some of these guys that there with American Legion that brought me in to start being uh, you know, an analyst for, you know, for ESPN doing some games for the American Legion during the World Series. But yeah, but American Legion brought me into, uh, you know, just getting to meet a lot of different players, we played a lot of games. We played like 60 games. I remember my junior year in high school yeah. and um, a lot of games. It was very competitive. But, uh, you know, and it, you talk about now, you know, you talk about what's the difference in American Legion baseball and, you know, and, you know, this travel baseball, I guess what everybody calls travel baseball or, uh, you know, and I think American Legion baseball, if you if you pay attention to it and you watch it and if you've had a chance to see it, uh, you know, on ESPN when during the series, 
it's more of a team game. I mean, it's not very individualized. And, you know, and that just it goes back to speak about, you know, all the military guys and it, everything being a team, you know, a team effort. And everybody's got, uh, you know, I think it was, uh, I was trying to remember Jody Moeller, I think they're, uh, they're at this series, which is uh, one of the American Legion staff. So he always, he said this point, he said, you always look out for the guy on your right. You know, when you're, you're in the military, I was not in the military, but it was something that I always caught when he was talking to all these players. You know, you pay attention, you take care of the guy on your right, and he's going to take care of his guy on the right. So, you know, you learn to, you know, you learn to do all these things that help each other to, you know, and it becomes a team game. And I think American Legion is more of a team game than all the, you know, all the other baseball we play. I can hear, I can actually hear your voice doing uh, commentary with, with that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm in LA right now and I, I apologize for the, the way that they went out for you. Um, I did hear something about your hometown's uh, American Legion baseball team this year. Was there some news? Well, I played now. Well, I played no, uh, this year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not from my hometown, but from the state of Alabama. Troy, okay. Alabama. Yeah, Troy, Alabama. It was their first time there. And uh, gosh, I forgot how many years. I didn't go back and look at my notes, but uh, very, very long time. But they ended up, Troy, Alabama ended up pulling it out. Uh, it was a very, very good game and uh, ended up pulling it out and winning the first uh, World Series they've won in a very, very, very long time. And uh, wow. well, actually, the first one they'd ever won, the first time they had been there in a very long time. And uh, they broke good. the curse. Yes, broke the curse. I tell you, Alabama, I tell you, but it was kind of ironic for Alabama to end up there in the finals and, you know, have the chance to be able to call that game and, uh, and being a part of a very good group of guys. And I'm able to actually get to know being there, get to know all these guys, all these coaches. And, you know, uh, you develop relationships with them and you see them grow and become you know, uh, you become winners like this team. I mean, it was amazing. And I'm sure you were unbiased. I'm very, very unbiased. <laughs> when you were calling the game. I try to be there, Jeff. I try to be <laughs> very hard sometimes. <laughs> I think your accent gives you away. <laughs> you're rooting for it. Idaho Falls was actually, uh, Idaho Falls actually won the American Legion World Series the last two years. And uh, two years in a row, and they ended up, they was the ones playing Alabama. So, and I've become very, very good friends with Idaho Falls guys and team and players that have been there, been back and this and that. So um, it was kind of, you know, it's one of those things where I, you know, I want Alabama to win, I want Idaho Falls to win. Uh, it ended up being just a great game and, you know, very proud of all those kids and coaches. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like this, this kind of leans into, into my question because I wanted to, kind of get a deeper dive into what you like so much about being an analyst for American Legion or excuse me, um, what's the acronym? It's ALWS, right? Yeah. Broadcast. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I would love to know, you know, what you, what you love about being an analyst and, you know, doing the broadcast work. Cause I feel like I'm listening to the entire commentary right now. I'm like, yeah, I'm there. Well, no, I tell you what, it's easy when you know, I mean, because I've always, all I've done is ever play baseball. So it's easy to talk about baseball. Uh, but the, the fun part to me is just getting to know everybody. I think when I go in and I start doing interviews with coaches and players and you start learning a lot about their lives and how they got there, uh, what they come up from. Maybe they've, you know, maybe they've had some, you know, some, you know, disasters in their hometown. Maybe they've had, you know, and, I mean, it's just getting to know every kid and all the coaches and, you know, and honestly, I sat down and I think I talked to this year, I talked to five or six different teams this year, sat down for like an hour and let them, you know, just got to know them and let them ask, you know, Q&A questions and ask me things without any phones or anything around. And they, you know, gave them where they could ask anything they wanted to ask. And, uh, you know, and you get to know some, uh, you get to know a lot about a lot of the players and learn about some of their, you know, their little quirks and the little, uh, you know, the little things that they do and little, you know, some of them have little side stories. I think this year there was uh, one of the teams that was from Virginia. Actually, his mom had had uh, had stage three breast cancer and she had fought it and won it and beat it. And uh, and then he had, he had a brother that had muscular sclerosis and he ended up adopting his brother. And his kid's only 20 years old. And I mean, it's just amazing some of the stories that you, uh, you know, you come across and, you know, and you see and you see uh, it's just different parts of the country, you know. You know, from Hawaii to you know, all the way to Florida to to wherever. You know, you meet a lot of people. Sounds wow. fantastic. 
I think it's an interesting note that I think this year every playoff team had a, a, a Legion baseball alumni. Am I overstating that, Holly, or is that true? Um, so coaches, general managers, when you're drafting people, I mean, I, I mean, only if you're interested in winning playoff games, uh, you should probably draft people that have some Legion baseball experience. Because like you said, they're teaching some of the, the the team and the character and the and the things like that. And they probably bring that to the clubhouse. Yeah, and I, yeah, with you saying that, I want to say, if I, if I remember correctly, I want to say that it's like nearly half of the players in the major leagues now have actually played American Legion baseball. Uh -oh. So that's, that was one of, the, one of the things that kind of blow you away because American Legion baseball is, is big across this country and a lot of guys play it. Well, we're trying to make it bigger. California is uh, – I, I, we don't have a league in L.A. Uh, we're, we're trying. We're, right. we're trying. Uh, Judy's out there. Uh, when she's out raising money, she, her famous lines say yes or yes when she's asking for money. So, uh, so we're trying to bring it out here. And this is, this, it, your story is uh, something that will help us sell it. I mean, I think they should make a movie about that first game of yours. Well, I tell you what, I wish they would too, man. And I tell you yeah. what, you could direct. There we go. That'd be good. <laughs> there you go. And no. I, I would love to hear, I would love to hear you if you get on YouTube, do uh -huh. uh, just your innings pitching. And you do your own commentary. I tell you what, I want better for you right here. So, oh, and me, me with you saying all that there. So, Bob, Bob Euchre, Bob Euchre, which yeah. I mean, everybody knows Bob Euchre. So, Bob Euchre is the, uh, you know, is the radio guy for the Milwaukee Brewers and has been for, gosh, 60 years or more, probably. So, Euchre, we're actually, I have a tape of Euchre doing my first game in the big leagues, uh, doing that game. And, um, and it's and it's awesome. I mean, it, it was it was awesome with his commentary there in the back and listening to his voice and uh, and then another little funny thing about that game is Roger Clemens, who I idolize. After the game, he come over to the clubhouse and knocks on the door. Got the clubhouse guy to get my jersey. Told me, you know, get me to come out, bring my jersey. He wanted to sign that jersey. So, and I do, and I have that jersey, uh, you know, to this day hanging hanging in the house. Wow, that is so incredible. That's so special. Wow. Is, is cool. Did Bob, Bob, you had such a good game. Bob Euchre didn't get to say just a bit outside. He didn't Did get I, to say that. Uh, it's a good thing he didn't say that because I might not ever pick him again. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Uh, Ashley, you got, what, what do you got on deck? See what I did there? Oh, 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 <laughs> oh boy. Well, <laughs> I did have one uh, final question. I just wanted to differentiate between the travel teams mm -hmm. and like why that's important um, for, for Legion baseball in particular. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, we've, we've had this conversation a lot and uh, you know, and I do have, I do have teams that uh, travel teams and stuff like that. So not throwing all travel teams under the bus, but um, you know, I've had this conversation with some of the American Legion people, you know, trying to figure out how I think Jeff was just talking about, how are you going to get, how are you going to make American Legion better? How are you going to make American Legion bigger to where you got all these teams, you know, all these parts of the country that are going to be able to play and want to play American Legion baseball. And I think the, the confusion with a lot of people where they get confused with American Legion baseball, these people grow up playing travel ball. They don't think they're going to get noticed. They don't think they're going to get the college coach or the scout or whatever mm. to be able to see them play. And, uh, and travel baseball is that, you know, because you have, you have all these showcases, you have, you have showcases, you have all this stuff to where people come and, you know, you can go and there might be five colleges there watching you play. And, uh, and I think they think that you, you would never get that with American Legion, but, you know, you go back and look at American Legion and you see like this year, you know, there, you'd be surprised how many, I, I think I had over 20 colleges call or text me during this American Legion World Series this year, wanting to talk about kids and wanting to know what if I, you know, some information on kids because, they got noticed so much this year. I think more than ever mm -hmm. this year, they got noticed. So, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, you know, in, in travel baseball, it's all about yourself. You know, it's all about, you know, you put numbers up, whether it's how hard are you throwing, um, you know, what's your 60 speed, what, you know, how, what's your exit velocity off the bat, this, that. And I think we get sometimes 
you know, we, we start worrying too much about numbers rather than about who can play. And uh, there was a, one, of my, one of my good friends that's actually got the job, uh, Casey McGee. Casey McGee has got the job now uh, in Union, Tennessee at a college, and he played in the big leagues for about 10 years. And Casey called me after this World Series, and he said, hey, who do you have that you work with that can play? He goes, I care less about numbers. Who can play? So I shot him a video of a couple of guys, and, you know, and guys like that, they, they see a video of a kid, and they see him, and they're like, oh, my gosh, this kid can play. And they don't, have to, they, they don't have to know about numbers. They don't have to know all this stuff. So I think we get caught up a lot of times in that and the analytics of baseball. And I think that's taken away a lot of baseball and how it's changed over the last, I guess, changed over the last 10 years maybe. But, um, but I love American Legion baseball. I'd never be where I'm at today and never would have had a chance to be able to play in the big leagues, I don't think. And uh, so I owe a lot to American Legion baseball and, um, you know, and we owe a lot to our, you know, like we say, our military and, you know, uh, for just being able to, to be able to just get out on the baseball field and be able to play. All right. Well, I have some, uh, we have a, at the end of our show, we, we call it rapid fire, but for you, I'm going to call it batting practice. Some, uh, see, there you go. Mm. Uh, all right. Did you ever, did you ever strike out Derek Jeter? I do not know. That's a great question. I All right, because he's from my hometown and my I'm rival good. high school, and I want you to have gotten him. Okay. I, well, he's got, I, oh my! Before accidentally, not on purpose, but but I tell you what, if you've never seen the Captain before, that those series, yeah. I tell you what, amazing series. I tell you what. Yeah. Okay. But you played against him. Played against Derek. Yeah, I played against. Probably beat him. I. Uh, I, I, yes, we've been. I've beat him before, but I know. Yeah, no, I don't Give know. Give me I, something. I know girls that dated him. Give I me got, something. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I struck him out. There you go. <laughs> and you do it again for charity. Challenge on Derek Jeter. I'm Challenge getting ready on. for my own seventh inning stretch. Y'all are just too much. Just to, uh, oh, did she finally pull out a pun? I did pull out a pun. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna bunt it to you. All right, I, uh, because you're an analyst, uh, Super Producer Holly actually chimed in a question. Uh, you have a World Series pick. Uh, actually, I picked the Phillies to win this about right as soon as they got in. Uh, before they played the Cardinals, I picked the Phillies to win it just because they're so hot right now. And it's so crazy. These wild card teams that come in over the last few years, everybody's so hot when they come in, playing so good to try to make it Phillies. Well, that's outstanding. Okay, so you, uh, you favorite city to play in? Love Chicago. That's right. Love I Chicago. lived in Wrigleyville. No, I lived in Wrigleyville. Huh? Run at Wrigley Field history too. So there you go. I love that. And uh, do we have any more batting practice from anybody? <laughs> Just like a quick, quick one answer, one sentence. Uh, go. Go for it. Go to concession outside of a hot dog. Like what? What? What's your go-to? Um, I tell you what, Philadelphia cheesesteaks. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. Yep, we have to go now because I'm hungry. <laughs> or LA, hey, or LA. Go to Anaheim and what is it? Uh, Whataburger? Or no? Uh, oh no, we have In and Out. We have In and Out here. In and Out Burger. There you go. We do not have Whataburger. I would like that, but Whataburger, please come to Los Angeles. Alabama. So yeah, oh, you have that in Alabama. Nice. Yeah. Um, so there we go. So you, I won't, I was going to ask you to do this and then I thought, no, I'm not going to put the man on the spot. I was going to have you do a post game evaluation of our performance today here on Tango Alpha Lima. I tell you what, I, I, man, I tell you what, when you can have fun and talk about baseball and, and laugh and joke around, I tell you what, it's, it's a wonderful job. 10 out of 10, man. It was great. I loved it. Well, that's almost like a Yahoo five stars. Highly recommend. I like that a lot. Uh, thank you so much. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm hoping that game or just the pitching part of that first game is on YouTube, because I've never seen it. I want to see. Uh, I want to see a young buck who can't shave, go out there and play against his. Uh, play against his idol and and put on a great performance. You had to be. I mean, I would have had a. I would have had urine on the mound if I was <laughs> in that situation I'll, that is outstanding i was in a dream world i tell you <laughs> wow 
<laughs> That's all Ashley says to me sometimes as well. Then I know I've yeah. done my job. Done thank it. you. Thank you so much. You hit an inside the park home run here, which is a picture you probably had never did, uh, but you did it here today. And we appreciate you, your continued efforts with Legion Baseball and the fact that we can we can talk about you as having grown up in Legion Baseball. Uh, and big thanks to whichever posts out there supported you and all over Alabama when you were playing. Post 52, post 52, Hartsville, Alabama. Oh, he remembered your number, Hartsville. So that, that proves he's just, he had a great experience with Post 52 in Hartsville, Alabama. And they're going to get some tagging love here from Holly, I'm sure. Thank you to them and to you and everybody that supported you and people that you're supporting now. And much luck in whatever you do next with your facility. Ladies and gentlemen, 2023, look out. He's coming at you. <laughs> it's coming in hot. He's coming that coming in hot. He's uh he's throwing a fastball for you and get ready. Jeff Asher, thank y'all. A veteran is a veteran. A veteran is a veteran. A veteran is a veteran. The American Legion embraces all current and former members of the military and endeavors to help them transition into their communities. We are veterans strengthening America. We are the American Legion. All right, Ashley, we're here in the post-game report. I'm looking over the stat sheet, and I'm wondering what it is you took away from today's game. Oh, I First of all, I love baseball. Baseball is a, a one of my favorite sports to, to watch, to be present at. It uh, brings me a lot of pleasant memories. So it's always really nice to see folks who, like Steve, right, who has made his entire career out of this, and now he's continuing this this in tandem, you know, woven string of, of Legion inspiration. Uh, and I think it really can use, uh, I think it can really mean a lot to, to youth who are in baseball and um, just those that participate across the country at our, at our posts. It's an important program and it's just something that the American Legion is known for. And a lot of people don't actually know, like we know it, but some people don't know it. So it's nice to have such an ambassador as, as Steve to, to promote what we're doing. I think one of my takeaways was this, this guy, he, he comes up, he's a kid, he's playing against his, one of his idols and he has an amazing record breaking first game, by the way. So young, could have become, could have become an arrogant, hard to be around kind of guys like, Oh, I got, I've been up here like seven minutes and I got this thing figured out, but He's he's he has this character in his in his being, and I believe that's part of it. But he also has this character in his game, and I think as he described, the character in the game uh, was nurtured by American Legion baseball. The way that they don't just teach the fundamentals of mechanics of playing the game; they teach the team aspect, the looking out for the person next to you, the 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 character stuff. And again, I'll say, I think if, if I was building a, if I was building a major league baseball team and all of the things considered equal, I would, I would draft somebody that uh, had major league experience. All right. Enough for my uh, unpaid, unrequested advice for major league executives across America. Uh, Detroit, you should listen because you ain't been that good lately. So maybe uh, oh, take that shots, shots fired. <laughs> those are my boys, but come on. Come on, Moda City. Let's get around those bases. All right, we're we're gonna be that's that's scary enough for Halloween. The 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 state of Detroit sports is freaking spooky. And I'm I'm hoping this scary movie ends soon and turns into a buddy comedy. That would be amazing. We are we are going <laughs> to now go into our favorite part of the show. I don't know. You you ready? I feel like this is a you know three strikes you're out kind of situation because we, we got some stories ready. Lock and loaded. Strikes, though. Ready Aww. and pew 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 rapid fire. Or should I go 
rapid, rapid fire. fire. <laughs> <Ooh>. Spooky. <laughs> and, uh, amazingly, none of these are actually spooky. I didn't no, follow the theme. Um, rapid fire number one. Coast Guard seizes 29 millions of narcotics in Gulf of Oman. Or Oman. One of Oman. the two. The U.S. Coast Guard cutter Charles Moolthrope seized roughly $29 million worth of illicit narcotics during a patrol in the Gulf of Oman, just weeks after confiscating roughly $85 million in heroin in the same waters. The Navy's ramped up presence in the Fifth Fleet in the past years has resulted in significantly more weapons and illicit uh, drug seizures. I didn't know weapons had seizures. Oh, they meant taking. Uh, the cutter, which was operating as part of the Combined Task Force 150, found 2,980 kilograms of opium, 400 kilograms of metamphetamines aboard a fishing vessel on October 12th. The cutter also seized 2,410 kilograms of heroin on a fishing ship September 27th. Those are waters I don't I don't want to be in. They found all these drugs in these same waters. Dangerous swimming, dangerous uh, coast guarding, and I did put a link for the notes into what is still my most favorite badass uh, coast guard when they boarded that <laughs> that partially yeah. that was that nice to watch again that smug drugging thing and he's pounding on the thing. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Get out of there! You're mine. So US what do you think? Coast Guard. U.S. Coast Guard. We're here. What do you think of what do you what do you think of these stories about the Coast Guard? I think like they need to be more mainstream. Like folks don't always understand the Coast Guard. They are an elusive branch, and I think there's some like paranormal activity happening in my basement right now. There's just no, it's, I'm it's hearing noises. Anyway, it's that's besides um, it, the point. It's puppy, puppy normal. It is. It real. <laughs> you it's... should see the activity going on right now. They've never I, I... been this active during a show. But I do digress. I do believe that uh, the Coast Guard is this elusive ghost, if you will. We're going to stay on Halloween theme, and many people don't realize what they do and what they what they stop inevitably is this giant narcotics, like illicit narcotics, like. 29 million dollars worth like that's insane right that's insane and i gotta tell you those guys if you watch the video those guys in that in that little partially submerged submarine thingy they were more scared than they've ever been on halloween some crazy nut pounding on the door in the middle of the ocean like what the heck's going on zero care in the world do not does not matter what happens i'm that again that video by far is that should they shouldn't even have a recruiting budget that should be the video all they should do is play that video i'm just yes. saying i'm just saying i'm still gonna call them puddle pirates and uh shallow water rescuers <laughs> and uh I, I i can't help it i have to do it <laughs> it hurts <laughs> now my buddy brian smith brian b-r-y-o-n he spells it that way he's coasty and he will love this and obviously our past department commander i don't know that many coasties but the ones i, I do. do the ones i do are quite active in the legion i you know what i know a significant amount of coast guard james baca veterans oh i did know i think i have called him a puddle pirate to his face yeah and he and he fed me <laughs> so, that's so yeah. cute what a beautiful exchange i wish i could have been there for that <laughs> uh, we're close it was a boys nation all right rapid fire number pew pew two i should say pew pew two all right burn pit registry is failing to help track vet illnesses experts say we'll see if ashley's allowed to comment on this one the nearly decade-old veteran affairs registry to track burn pit illnesses and help veterans get care for these injuries is achieving neither of those goals according to research from independent health experts who are recommending major changes to the effort. Our findings conclude that there are no refinements or improvements that will allow the registry to serve as a population health surveillance system, said Kristen Olson, Director of Sociologi Re Sociological Research at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and a member of the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine Committee analyzing the registry. <sighs> 
Because there's no way for registry participants to update their health information, there is no way for the registry to accomplish the goal or even to monitor health patterns over time. Can you comment and do you have a comment? Uh, my personal opinion? Um, you know, there's there's plenty of government contractors that could could build a, a you know a health surveillance system. It can be done. It just needs to be shifted and prioritized. In my 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 personal opinion, if it's something that we have to be able to update, then just take the efforts and the right step to to just make it updatable. It's not it's not I don't I don't perceive it as an overly large task considering that I'm sure there's different softwares that are being used right who knows but you know it's still pretty it's still pretty early on as everything's kind of it's decade old I mean I, I mean no I know it's on it I know that I mean but with the pack deck and some other stuff coming up I imagine they I'm got hoping, some money I'm hoping some money for this yeah like that's my hope is that we can wrap some of these like like projects together, right? Like that's what we hope. Being a good right. steward of of dollars. What you're right? saying is Kristen ain't wrong. She's probably not. She's probably not. Kristen, you ain't wrong. Is what we're gonna say. There's always All work right, to be done. <laughs> we're moving on, and that's the most PC you'll see. Ashley is when it has to do with the VA. She's like tiptoeing around things. That's That's spooky. Yes. All right. Mm. Rapid fire number three. All right. I've been, I have long been for at least a couple months, a champion of um, the the sun. No, the, uh, the Legion town. Mm. Now there's, and I take credit. The stories have been getting better. I, I mean, yeah. Some other people like national commander may have requested that people send things there, but I'm taking credit because I've long lambasted that when people don't even say who submitted it. Simple basics. I can't use it if you don't take credit for your work, people. Uh, I have to give you credit. So uh, the American Legion website is is now following the path of Jeff Daly and um, and in touting Legion Town. Share your be the one story, says the American Legion. American Legion posts and members are demonstrating that they are fully engaged with the new initiative, Be the One. The American Legion's efforts aim to eliminate the stigma associated with mental health, wellness, and in turn, reduce the rate of veteran suicide. Take, for example, Casey Nash, the first district commander in the Department of Georgia. Nash shared her story of how she turned survival into helping others. To share your story, visit Legion Town's webpage and choose the be the one category. What, what have, do you ever go to Legion Town? I'm just curious. You can say no. Yeah. Who else am I talking to? She's pointing at herself if you're not looking. I am pointing at myself. You're talking to? Occasionally, not always. Talking to me? I think you frequent more. You're a frequent flyer. I'm not. I've actually submitted to it before. Oh, well. I submitted early. You, I mean, because I was kind of crazy. I came in, I think I wrote something six months in. I think I gave a six month Legion membership report of the stuff that I'd done and seen and experienced. Yeah. Yeah, You're I'm so that guy. cute. I love when you get excited. You're so cute. <laughs> I Holly is like ranting and raving on me. This is the She's on something. She's on the one. Best, it's the best way. She's on something. Uh, we have to send the Coast Guard her way. And then I, I put the picture. <laughs> oh, there's. There's a, a little Rabine we we referenced uh, past Commander Rabine and there's his offspring. She's she's on the picture of this story. So if you read the Legion story, you'll know who she is. And Hillary Ott took the photo. We know Hillary. She's on Super Producer Holly's team. She's a photo wizard. Yes. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Magic. Right. We are we are ready to go out. Do you have any shout outs? Because mm. I have one. If you don't. I don't, but I, I am excited for your shout out. Go on. I had a shout out just yesterday for those of you listening in real time. That was a week ago. But yesterday I went to the screening of a documentary um, and I got invited through Veterans Media and Entertainment, one of the veterans organizations that our post partners with. And we have a lot of cross members. Uh, went to see this documentary 
called Wildcat. This is a, a veteran. He's a British veteran, but a veteran. And he, when he got out, he was, he went to the jungle not to come back. He went to the jungle to basically end it. Uh, and he says the jungle and these ocelots changed his life. Uh, he met he met a woman there. He stayed he stayed in the jungle. He raised it's a rescue effort. So they re, they rescue them and then they re, they raise them up to about 18, 18 months or something, and then they release them back out. They have to teach them everything. Mom would how to hunt, what's food, what isn't food. And it's amazing. They have cameras, they have cameras attached to trees. He's wearing cameras. Um it's it's actually a really powerful story and the, the people associated with it, I think the woman who's promoting it, I think half of the things she's worked on, so this is her selection process, have been nominated for either an Oscar or an Emmy. And this is coming out on um, Amazon Prime and at the end of December. And I would say to, uh, and, and I, supplied the, uh, I supplied the link. So that's my shout out to Harry, who is the main character. I don't remember his last name, but I met him. He, he came here to promote it and he's the real deal, man. And you see him go through some, you see him go through some stuff, some personal stuff on this and how the cats and, um, and everything really, really helped him. And it, I know you're a dog person, but I think you'd like this, Ashley. Yeah, I've got my hellhounds here. They're, they're graciously observing me today. Okay. But- I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all about a great documentary. So, all right. So, so we can get out of here sometime before December so we can make sure to watch this. Why don't you take us home? Oakley Oakley, all about it. Oh, so don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, my. I was trying to practice what it would be like to have vampire faith. No, I'm just in kidding. The, in the age of COVID, that's probably the, the age of COVID. sound you can make. <laughs> anywho, yeah. anywho, don't forget to subscribe to the Tangle of Alima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Keep it with podcasts. All right, all my goblins and ghouls. Please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating so the world knows how much you love us. And if you have a guest recommendation, go to legion.org backslash Tango Alpha Lima and click on the suggest a guest link. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, Alphas, I'm going to tell you something before we leave here. The other day I was walking around the streets in uh, West Hollywood, the scary streets of West Hollywood, and I realized I was an alpha surrounded by a bunch of betas. I don't want that for your life. Share the podcast and convert all of your normal, regular people into alphas your life will be better your world will be safer and uh people will annoy me a lot less because there will be more alphas out there who know what the heck is going on in the world so with that i'm going to thank you all for being here today i've got to scroll all the way up to see our uh episode number because you know i can't it's one all right just like uh just like the highway i used to drive in michigan uh episode 131 is mission complete and that's the end of our story